Join us each week as Andrew, Ray, and others bring us in on one of their weekly phone conversations with an amazing agent. This is Little Oak Weekly. We're good to go. So let's, uh, for those and for anybody that doesn't know, this is um, this is Paul Smith. He's in our mission office. I'm not sure if he's born and raised in mission, but I, I'll get him to tell you a little bit about his background here in a second. Um, yeah, Paul, we're, we're, tell us a little bit, just a little bit about where you're from. And Oh, you bet. Yeah, I was born and raised in Mission. Um, grew up, I actually grew up in a real estate office. My mom owned Block Brothers way back in the day, which turned into NRS, then uh, Windermere Realty. And then she ended up passing away in the late 90s. You, you, you grew up watching your mom do real estate? I did. Wow. Wow. So... Uh, did you think did you did you always think that you were going to end up selling real estate or what? how did that work out no it was almost the opposite because i saw her i saw her struggle throughout the years because it's just real estate can be an up and down business so that almost uh deterred me a little bit but uh after i got into construction and started building and uh yeah i just thought it was a natural progression for me and i yeah i'm glad i did choose that because i wouldn't uh i couldn't imagine doing anything else so how, how long have you been, do, been doing it now Six years. Okay. Did you did, remind us? Did you did you start with us, or did you start someplace else? Or I started at uh, Vibe Realty as a property manager. Oh, okay. And then spoke with you, and you talked me out of property management. Thank you very much for that, by the way. And uh, the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you've had some um, you've had some successes in real estate. You're 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 planning on staying now, right? I am absolutely. So, what are what are some of your successes? Uh, tell us. We, we don't know. You know, some people listening won't even know anything about you. Okay. What was one of the bigger su- initial successes? I was getting into commercial real estate, and I ended up getting a three million dollar listing, and that sold. So that was uh, that was a nice commission. And then, uh, yeah, I'm starting to lean towards commercial real estate more, which is uh, I'm really enjoying it. There's lots to learn. Yeah, I recently put a land assembly together, so that was. Uh, that was rewarding also. So yeah, I love what I do. Awesome. So what are some of the things that uh, recently you've been doing in real estate that um, has been working for you in terms of um, attracting people and, uh, you know, getting the business to go? Well, it's really, it's it's, the more people you talk to, the more success you get. So it's, uh, it boils down to just talking to more people, bottom line. How do you, how, Paul? Tell us about your day, your day to day stuff. How do you go about talking to people? What's your, what's your routine like? Uh, well, lead follow ups a big one. Lead follow ups a big one. To, uh, just people I've spoken to in the past, just keeping in touch with them. I st- actually, I still go door to door, door to door, trying to talk to people, and yeah, just go through my organizers from years, from previous years. One thing I can do a lot better on is is having a well-organized uh, CRM. I still, I still need to work on that. What, what are you currently using for a CRM? HubSpot. Have you heard of HubSpot? I've heard of it, yeah. I, I have yeah. heard of it, but I'm not, I'm not familiar with it. What do you, there's obviously things you like about it. What do you like about it? Well, it's free, so that's, I like that part about it. Okay. Yeah. What, what, is, it, what is it? But you've got, to, you've got to use it, don't you? You've got to put everyone in there. Yeah. Oh, so you don't have all your clients in there? No, I don't, and it's it's not well organized either. So, so, so where where are your clients if they're not in there? They're in lists that I have handwritten lists at the back of uh, 
at the back of my organizer. Can you can you not hire somebody to put those into a spreadsheet? I could. I could, absolutely. There's an idea. <laughs> because I'd hate to see a, a personable man like yourself who knows how to go and talk to people cold waste his time doing transcribing from you know or typing yeah, just hand, hand that off to an assistant to we actually have an assistant in our office that'll do that for you you know that oh wow yeah oh, i didn't know that yeah well you phone over to um the office and ask for carrie carrie ball and she runs an assistant service for a lot of agents and those are some of the tasks they do for people and they charge you by the hour i'm not sure how they do it but they'll you know it's not a freebie but what they could do in an hour it'll take you days to do oh good yeah so what's your tell tell us about your plan? What's your plan for the next uh, for the next year, and what's your plan for the next number of years? What do you see? What do you see real estate gonna gonna do, and what's your plan? Just we'll, we'll grow my business, obviously, but uh, I really enjoy a commercial real estate. And I was a builder. I don't did I ever tell you about that? I was a builder, carpenter, contractor for many years too. So doing a, a commercial development, possibly a mixed use development, is something I want to do in the near future. It, where you would work with a developer, or you perhaps it might be the developer yourself. I wasn't. Yeah, no, I've uh, well, I've worked on a lot of commercial projects, and I used to build my own homes for resale, and I'd like to do that a little bit also. So get your construction company up and running, and you you've got maybe other people in place who will do some of the actual legwork and pounding and nails, but you'll do the real estate end of it and and oversee the the development. Just part. the development end of it. Yeah. 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 Well, that, that's interesting. Um, yeah. You mentioned commercial real estate, and I know you have um, been through most. You're probably one of the few people in the office that's been through most of the commercial course that we have available to agents. Is that correct? Yeah, I highly recommend that course too. I think I've been through it three or four times. Oh, you've and been through the whole. You, you've been through the whole thing. Three or four times, yes. Oh my yeah. goodness! And and every time you go through, do they, isn't there some tests that they do so you can kind of gauge if you're actually learning the stuff? There is, yeah, and I learn. You learn so much every time you go through it, too. Wow! If you want to learn about commercial real estate, that's that's a good place to start. Absolutely. So, you know, just this one thing on the podcast will be an eye opener for some people because some people, no matter how many times we've told them, they don't know that we have a complete course written by a CCIM, by the way, put together in an organized format. It's available on our on one of our um, drives or one of our sites, one of our training sites, right? Isn't it the guy who wrote the course the book for the ccim did this course he, he i don't know if he, he may have written books for ccim he is a ccim for sure yeah. and he's actually been a senior instructor in the vancouver real estate board for most of his life he's an older man and he's also got some really good software that he's developed over the year for commercial practitioners so oh that's right yeah you know so it's it, that that i think alone is a going to be a bit of an eye-opener for people who are in the office and listening to the podcast that may not know they could hone their skills, even in certain areas like leases or things they might want to do, but they don't know how to do it. It's free. You may as well, you may as well use it, right? Well, it, it, it's free for everybody in our office. The office pays yes. for it because we think it's valuable and we think our people should have access to any, you know, resources to make them uh, more successful. Yeah. Thanks again for that. You're welcome. Absolutely. You're welcome. So uh, tell us a little bit more about your business. You've been in it for five or six years. Uh, what? Tell us, tell us some of the things that have worked and sell, tell us some of the things you worked on. And The first couple of years were a little tough getting going, obviously. But the more you put yourself out there, and I, I started cold calling and door knocking. And I started using the Mike Ferry uh, system, which 
my business started to turn around once I did that and started to, yeah, talk to people I didn't know and just put yourself out there and creating those conversations with people, right? So tell me, this last year, how would you compare like 2020, your production in 2020 relative, or, or just say the last 12 months? In the last 12 months, how, how has your business been relative to prior, prior years? 2019 was a good year for me. 2020 was a little slower. I had a lot of deals fall apart for some reason. And yeah, 2019 was a really good year for me. And then this year, it started out really well also. Okay. So what do you, what do you attribute that to? Effort. Bottom line, it's just effort. Showing up at the office every day, putting in longer days. Wow. That helps. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing if a little what a little effort will do. Eh? It's like a little sure. elbow, a little bit of elbow grease, right? Absolutely. Well, you know, coming from construction, you know how to work. We we know that you can't be in construction and not like not not know how to work. But I think also though, is now that we're talking about this, I think uh, I think mindset is 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 a huge plays a huge factor on it too for me. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because mindset is the work, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. What would you I, go ahead? I think the thing too is that uh, I'm actually really happy right now because I think when you once you realize that like happiness comes from within you and you don't seek happiness from out from other people from from circum outside circumstances, life really has a lot more meaning. And I think when you are once you are a lot happier, people want to be around you more, and that creates other opportunities as well, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more. What do you mean by what do you mean by happy? I think I, what, I, what I mean by like being truly happy is uh, just realizing that happiness comes from within you. But I guess I the last like eight months or so, starting to meditate a lot and doing lots of yoga and just quietening the mind and just realizing that you don't need anything to be happy. That you're happy. That happiness and joy is like a natural state that comes from within you, right? So that's really been a, in the last eight months or so has been a really strengthened my mindset i guess you'd say awesome yeah so how how you said you you're off to a good year uh anything you want to tell us about that that uh, other people can learn from well it started out a bit slow actually but uh i i ended up putting a i ended up speaking with this uh developer and just gave her some free, some information she just contacted me out of the blue and i just gave her some free information kept in touch with her and ended up hitting it off and started door knocking put and have put one land assembly together and I'm working on uh working on another one right now for her so so the the one that you put together how well, how big was that five five homes so tell us a bit about uh, tell most uh, of a block okay so paul how did how did you go break that down for us because i know a lot of people ask this question all the time how do i put together a land assembly and i think that that could be a a niche market in a lot of different areas. So not just in where you're at, but in areas that are a long ways away. Tell us a little bit about Absolutely, I can. And yeah, bottom line, she she just asked me, are you willing to knock on doors? Do you Would you like to do a land assembly? I said, absolutely, because I'm no stranger on knocking on doors. So I was just in, I guess I got, it's not luck, is it? Because it's... Uh, so you knock, you knock on doors and what do you say to the people? I didn't really even have a script, but I've, I've used scripts in the past, but I just basically, uh, what was it? My, my client builds apartment buildings. Have you have a, do you have any interest in uh, selling M- more, more or less? Right. Yeah. And, right. Uh, yeah. So then, so then if, if they said yes, what would you do then? In this case, the one that I did put together, it was, uh, it's funny how the, uh, 
then one neighbor talks to the other neighbor who talks to the other neighbor and either they're interested or they're not. And you either go on to the next one or uh, this one actually came together quite easily. This. So, so tell, but tell us, I mean, I don't, we still don't know what you're doing. You, you knock on one door and then what, do you list the property? What do you do? No, it was, well, the first three, they decided to go unrepresented. And then the last two, the one, the one owner was a little bit gun shy. So I ended up getting, uh, getting the neighbor's realtor to represent them. So two of, two of the five were represented by another, by a listing agent. Once the other three were already had accepted offers, that makes any sense. Okay. So, well, I, I'm trying to break it down and make it uh, understandable for somebody listening in. So basically there was five homes to make this assembly and three of them, you, pr you presented offers and you were representing the developer and they signed as non-represented um, sellers and you got three of them under contract. Yeah. And it's, it was the developer's contracts that we, that we wrote because the developers typically have their own contracts. Okay, and the, and you had you had arranged uh, a, some kind of a fee structure with the with the developer for putting yeah and yeah land assembly fees are typically one percent so I hear well I don't care about the percentage but I just care the fact that you did put together a a fee agreement with the developer so he was paying the fee out of the out of the sale mm -hmm. uh, each so each of those sales you got a fee. And then on the other two properties that were listed, the, the the listing agents that were offering a fee. Is that how that worked? That's right. That's right. Okay. So you put together five five sales, made a land assembly, and what is the developer going to build? Apartment buildings, rental apartments. Okay. So there's no, is there any work for you to do for the developer after the product is finished in this situation? Uh, no, no. They're just rental apartments, unfortunately. It's a... Uh... But in another situation that you're going to maybe work on, you might have townhouses or condos to resell for the developer as well. Yeah, having a list-back situation would be amazing, wouldn't it? Well, it's been done many, many times, so there's no reason why you can't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, that, that's, a, well, that's, a, that's a, a helpful bit of information right there because I tell you, a lot of people in our office are always asking the question about doing land developments. And here you just, in your first five years of business, you've done more. Is this your first one? First one. And it's funny how that happened, too. It was just a, a matter of a stranger asking for some uh, comparative sold listings because they wanted to contest the, the BC assessment. So I just sent them some, uh, some sold listings, and uh, that's how I opened the door. I'm glad you brought that up, Paul. You're, all, you're bringing mm -hmm. up stuff that uh, I wish everybody know. You know in, in the real estate business, part of our work for me has always been that every year I'm helping people dispute with the assessor because i have access to sales and they don't and so you know once you know that i mean why wouldn't you put that out there every year that to your database anyway and then the word you know word spreads word of mouth that paul will help you you know appeal your assessment yeah just help, help however you can yeah yeah well i mean the fact that we have we have information you know the, in, in our mls we have information that, that the average person doesn't have access to easily mm -hmm. So part of our job is just to make that, make that available. That's awesome. Yeah. What else can you share with us relative to, relative to what you're trying? Tell us about what you're trying to accomplish in the business in a bigger, on a bigger scheme. I want to get good at marketing. We've, we've spoken a fair bit about that recently. And that's my next uh, social media marketing, online marketing. I want to get really good at that. That's my next uh, 
my next objective. I guess you'd say. Well, it'll definitely open doors for you. Yeah. I mean, that's the outcome. And getting good, part of getting good is just being consistent. And getting good at not contracting that out to someone else, but learning how to do it and executing it myself. I think that's a good way to start learning to be good at it. You you end up with conversations. I mean, there's hardly a day that goes by that I don't end up in some kind of texting conversation with somebody on Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Then that leads to a little bit goes from a conversation to maybe a phone call. Mm-hmm. What has been your experience? Well, my experience is, is I'm just good with people. So if I can get people on the phone and I can get in front of people, then I can get business that way. It's just getting in front of people is the challenge. There's the, there's the, there's the, you know, but you just nail it. You just put your finger on something that is very important. That is, you should everybody should know what they're good at, mm-hmm. and and just why work on things you're not good at. <laughs> <laughs> why work in areas you're not good? Get it? Get somebody else to do it. Do those things and what you're good at. You can you can get you can get even better at. You make a good point. Yeah, what you're good at, you can get better at. What you're not good at, you're not going to get more than average at the very best. So in your mission and marketplace, what, uh, what do you think is, is, is the growth projection and mission for the next number of years? And why? Why, why do you think it's going to grow? I mean, it seems like recently in the past eight to 10 months or so, or no, uh, maybe 16 months, that a uh, million dollars is the new 800. It's hard to say where. Where prices are going to go, or like, what specifically do you mean, right? Well, are you seeing a lot of people moving to Mission? Never mind the prices, but people are moving out there. A lot of people are moving out. Why is that? I think you get more value here than you would in Coquitlam, Vancouver, Burnaby area. But then they have to travel. Yeah. For work or something. But I think uh, because work's becoming remote for a lot of people, I think that's changing people's... uh, changing people's mind about yeah it might not be as many uh commuters and so they can work from wherever let's work let's find a place to, to live because you can get pretty you can get a pretty nice house in mission for under a million bucks can't you you can yeah you can get a house that needs work for let's say 700 650 okay and i th- yeah i mean i thought the market was slowing down a little bit i just wrote an offer a few days ago and there was 18 offers 18 other offers so i guess it hasn't slowed down yet no it's it, 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 well, it has slowed a little, but it, it's not slowed to the point of being less than 25% absorption rate. It's, uh, it's still okay. between 25 and 30% absorption rate right now. But it, we were, I mean, we were over 50%. We were 60% absorption rate a couple months ago. So that was crazy busy. Still a bit challenging working with buyers in Mission. It well, yeah, well, it's, it's going to be challenging working with buyers anywhere. I mean, the, 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 the challenge in our business is to make sure you're bringing the product to the marketplace, not bringing the people to the product. Absolutely. Bring product to the marketplace. Well, uh, I think Mission's got a lot of advantages because it has the West Coast Express and makes it easy for people that have to commute or have to go back and forth. You can't beat that train. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to make a career out of it, are you, Paul? Absolutely. What's your, what's your top, top two reasons that you would say to somebody they should consider this as a, as a career? Top two reasons. Freedom? Freedom would be part of that. Freedom in terms of? In terms of... Uh, Freedom of your time. Okay. You can control your schedule more so than when you're trading your time for money. Right. That's what I mean by freedom. Sure. And, wh- and what else? It's just, a, I just love putting deals together. I just, I, I love the business. You, Every part you, of it. You, 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 you like the adrenaline rush ball. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
you know, for people who haven't done that, they may not realize that there is um there is a heck of a feeling that comes when you're able to help, you know, the clients accomplish their their goal, either buying or selling, right? For sure. I, I mean, I love working with first-time buyers. It's such a big decision for them, and it, I just love being part of it. Awesome. Well, listen, thanks for thanks for getting on the call with me, Paul, and uh, we'll we'll do it again sometime. Thanks, Ray. I appreciate it. Okay, talk to you soon. Thanks for having me on. Okay, talk to you again. Okay, bye-bye. bye bye.